You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Our guest today needs no special introduction because it's head coach Richie McKay joining us once again. Coach, have you just been counting down the days to come back on the Flame Central podcast? No. We've been trying to fit you in, and I know you've just been so excited. You love this. How are you, Em? I'm doing great. (laughs) Great, great. Matt, Rhett, nice to see you guys again. We're excited to recap the memorable season for the Flames and what the future of Flames basketball looks like. But first, Coach, how was your Easter, Easter. for you and your family? Yeah, Easter, thank you for asking. It was wonderful. Always love having a chance to celebrate the greatest holiday of the year and um, got to spend it with my family. And uh, a lot of my wife's family is in Lynchburg, so we had a great time. How about you guys? It was great. So what I wanted to say about this oh Easter boy. is See, it really she's hit me. taking ho- this right, right. off the bat. Yeah. She asks you a question yeah. just yeah. so yeah. she can answer. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm curious for y'all's situation for this Easter, too, because I was so emotional this Easter. I don't know what it was, but I was, like, crying and just, like, I don't know. I, I, I obviously know what Easter is about, but something about this Easter and just reflecting on, like, the ultimate ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made for us, I just – I don't know why it had me so emotional. I don't know if it's because I have a nephew now or what it was, but it really hit me hard. I, amen. Like that's great. I'm, uh, I'm inspired by that. I mean, Rhett just had his eighth kid, but he held it together pretty well. <laughs> you know, eight. I mean, eight. eight. Yeah, eight's here. Eight is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think a puppy's enough. <laughs> What's the old? Let's sing a song about eight. How many is eight? <laughs> I have to learn that one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't know that one. You don't Obviously. know that? No, I don't. Oh, my. Do you know that one? Was it the song Eight is Enough or the show? I remember no. there wasn't a TV show, oh Eight is Enough. goodness, I'm old. Coach, well. you can, like, squeeze the top of your no, headphones no, I, to I, make I, them. I don't want to mess up my throat. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, I, I want to say it's Electric Company or something like that. Like, when I was growing up, we had Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, company. Do you, you guys? Oh, yeah. Wow. Mr. Rogers. I, we're very well versed on it. Yeah, it's a Warner beautiful House. day yeah. in the neighborhood. Emily, actually, I'm, I'm in glad. Canada, Thank it was you, Mr. For... Dress Up. Yeah, it was, it was a different guy, yeah. like, like a knockoff knock version. Yeah, Mr. Dress Up. Can we up. talk about Jesus? Yeah, Emily. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing up Jesus yeah. and uh, Red's <laughs> thinking about Mr. Anyway. Yeah, yeah let's get into the, the podcast. Yeah, let's. Um, so. A great season for your flame. You were lost there. There was no transition. Yeah. There was yeah. no segue. Well, I thought you were going to say something inspirational about Jesus, you know, resurrecting, but I guess he is not. Risen. So he, he is, is risen. risen indeed. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Um, so you and your family didn't. What What did you guys do yesterday? We We went to church, and then uh, my wife had everyone over to our house, and uh, we uh, we had a brunch that uh, some of the in laws made some some really good food. <laughs> I <laughs> you partook. I got heavier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it was great. It, anytime you get a chance to spend holidays with the fam, I think it's it's an awesome time. And uh, boy, you, you said it best. A great time to um, to reflect on the blessings that we have, especially maybe being on the backside of this pandemic, and uh, to not forget all that he's done. Like he he rose from the grave, and that is why uh, all of us who believe are why we have hope. Yeah. And uh, and uh, why we get a chance to uh, hopefully make an impact on others' lives. Amen. That's what I was looking for, Coach. And now I'm ready for my transition okay. into what a successful season for you guys. Have you had time to reflect on what this year was for your team, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, 
causing so many speed bumps along the way. Yeah, I've had time to reflect and uh, having uh, watched the Oklahoma State game a few times now, uh, there's a there's a propensity. Anytime you lose the last for the last time of the year, there's a there's a regret, there's a frustration, there's a disappointment that accompanies accompanies it. And uh, and I think just trying to get past that, having a chance to to be in the tournament is a privilege. And, and I think if you lose sight of what our guys accomplished because we didn't advance in the uh, in the NCAA tournament, you would miss out on. Uh, I think the story of this season, this this chapter in our men's basketball program, I think it was significant, honestly, to to lose all that we did in terms in terms of scoring, rebounds, statistics. Those are measurables, but you can't measure the the character, the sacrifice, the the experiences that Mayo and Georgie and Scotty and Caleb, all of they, all of those young men who didn't get to t- to play in an NCAA tournament when uh, when they had the best season ever, I, I just think you would you would miss out on something that was really special. And for our guys to do what they did, uh, it was admirable. And, and and mind you, those numbers by seeds or whatever we were a 13 seed yeah. against a four seed and Oklahoma State was 11. There's a bunch of teams that were that were higher seeded and uh, and lost, and uh, we lost to a really good team on a night in which we didn't perform great, but they had a lot to do with it. So uh, I'm really grateful, really grateful for what occurred, and uh, and also encouraged by what the future holds for our program. I remember before the season started, I think it was at the ribbon cutting for the new arena. We were kind of talking before, and you were getting ready to head down into those first, you know, handful of games against, you know, power five teams. Yeah. And you were like, man, I don't know. I might be asking too much. I might be asking too much of this team too early. When did you know, okay, we're going we're gonna to be like, we're going to be fine. They, yeah. they can handle this, and maybe the ceiling's higher than maybe you even expected going in. Funny story about that. <clears throat> so, we, we, with the pandemic and, and the rescheduling that needed to occur, uh, I asked my staff, I said, hey, we got a chance to play in the Space Coast Challenge. It's got Purdue, Clemson, and Mississippi State. And, uh, and they all said, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, about eight days later, <clears throat> we got a chance to play in Kansas City in the, uh, the NABC Classic. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, but fellas, it would be four games in five days, and the teams in there are TCU, Tulsa, and, uh, and South Carolina. And they all said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and about 20 minutes later, we had our pre-practice meeting. Yeah. I said, you guys, I got to know today if we're going to do this. Are you sure? And I, and I started reading off the stats all of them changed their mind. <laughs> oh my God. So I, uh, so we, we did it anyway. And uh, when did I know? I didn't even know after that. We, you know, I, what I felt after those four games in five days is that our group had a lot of character. They, they had a competitiveness that warranted their person. And, and that is a great place to start. So, uh, but with the with the pauses, with the missed games, with the unknowns, with the testing, the inconveniences, the sacrifices being made, uh, that's why I think a lot was done or deposited into our program and its future. When you go through a season and you get to the point you're at now, how how do you personally like assess your team? Are you like a report card guy? Like, what, how does Coach McKay go through and say, 
we did really well here and here we need to grow. Wow, Rhett with a with a great question. How about that? <laughs> I, mean, I gave I, him my script. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. I'm the producer of the podcast and I give them questions right. to ask okay. you. Thank you for doing that, Em. I'm not surprised. Thank you, Emily. Um, Rhett, good question. Sometimes I have to manufacture those, uh, that preface for Warner, but uh, I sincerely mean it. For you. <laughs> Um, He's just taking off the headset when yeah, I ask questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm very critical of myself. And uh, one of the blessings of my walk as a believer is to learn how to trust what God's word says about me and not live in shame or regret or even fear. And I, I think I try and do the same when it comes to uh, my vocation. I, I try not to be indicted about what I didn't do or should have done and uh, knowing that I won't be perfect. Um, but I do want to take a, a really good look at and, and not be uh, overly positive about what we need to do to get better. Where, where is our program relative to what our goals or aspirations or even our dreams would be? So, in doing that, I, I obviously have a lot of input from a really tremendous staff, and uh, and I want to know from our players. Like we we actually asked them what went well, mm. what would you change, and uh, sometimes you don't want to read those answers. Yeah. It's yeah. it's kind of like asking your spouse, hey, your spouse, hey, what can I do better? <laughs> <laughs> That's you, a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you you don't have time yeah. for that. <laughs> and if your wife is listening, yeah, right. guess what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah. Do you ever get the we need to talk. Text. Ooh, oh, oh, if it's a text, oh, that's yeah. If it's oh, if no. it's a text, it's over. Yeah. I can tell you're still single. Um, it's usually, it's usually a face-to-face discussion. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we, we I, yeah. I I regressed or digressed there. Uh, hopefully, Julie doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't. I think you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your biggest fan over there, Matt Warner, has some like investigative reporter questions for you in just a minute but i want to drop some bombs okay so when bomb away (laughs) yeah when you guys drop the game to oklahoma state what do you tell your team after the game Uh, you know in the in the immediacy of disappointment uh, i honestly i'm relying wholly on the or totally on the holy spirit because i i don't have words i'm I'm very jammed up after losses. So uh, I, I don't remember much of what I said, but I honor Chris and Cuff and uh, Colton because they had announced they were they were departing. Um, I thank them for, and I meant it, I have great appreciation for what they've done, you know, especially uh, Elijah and Colton who, was, who were with us for a long time and Chris too. Um, but I also talked about an old uh, Jewish uh, word that, was reflected in their worship called Dainu, and uh, it was a, it was a way that they celebrated what had occurred, even when they didn't get or they didn't know if they were going to get what they wanted. And I, I just started reflecting on what had occurred in the life of our program and our season. And uh, I don't know if those guys will remember it, but I remember it because I think. Uh, God blessed me with something that uh, was a reminder for me. So, uh, Dainu is mm. was the post game mm. message. That's cool. At this era of college basketball, do you feel like? I mean, we're seeing the mid majors compete 
every year in the tournament now. You're seeing the the Loyola Chicago's. You're seeing these upsets all across you know college basketball. Do you feel like that gives maybe a I don't know if it's a, if hope is the right word, but for a team like Liberty, for a team in the A Sun like this, you can say, hey, we we can why do not? that too. Why why not us? Like whether it's talking to recruits or with your team itself, saying like, there's no reason that we can't do what these schools are doing. Do you feel like the ceiling is higher maybe for schools in your situation? Well, uh, our guys believe that they can compete with anyone. I don't know how many high majors we've beaten over the right whatever, but so they they have confidence. I mean, when we walked out of Poly Pavilion, whatever it was two years ago. Our guys knew before the game that, you know, if we played the right way, we we were going to win. Um, I, I do believe that there's an expectation in our program that is real and that creates a a sense of pressure. You, you want it, though. Right. Uh, pressure is a privilege. And even from Flames Nation that, you know, that we're going to win in the tournament. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. I had people mad that they had it had us in their bracket in the Sweet 16. <laughs> you, by the way, not being one of them, um, that that were upset. all my kids had you in the title. Yeah, game. that's I great. just want you to know that. I love the Warner yeah. kids, kids, yeah, and Mrs. Warner. But, <clears throat> um, but I, I do think, look, Oral Roberts finished fourth in their yeah. league, in their league. I, I do think there's a reality that, you know that that stage that the NCAA tournament affords you is grand and you you get such a commercial when you win like it, it's you can't pay for it in terms of marketing dollars in terms of the the injection of uh promotion that it gives to your program so winning there is is how your program gets verified if you will we get a blue check mm. if you're on social media um and, and i think I think we, you know, when you don't, you you have a again a disappointment. the The fall is a lot longer, yeah, and the the landing's a lot harder. So, but I'm I'm privileged that we are in a program that expects to get to the tournament. Man, you guys, that's 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 hard to yeah yeah. It's hard to to attain. Well, we're going to keep on expecting it. Oh, True great. or Thank false? <laughs> True or false? Liberty should have beaten Oklahoma State. Um, why would you just give me a true or false answer? Yeah, because like you guys, I feel like we should have won. And then when we see Oregon State, then I'm like, gosh, we could have been playing them, and then we could have been. Yeah, and do you think that way? That's the tournament, or is that just like a crazy fan like me? Like we should have won that game. I don't want to say you're crazy. I mean, some other people might think that. (laughs) Again, forty and single. I don't want to suggest (laughs) that. But I, I do think that's the beauty of the tournament, that it's 40 minutes and any team has a chance. UMBC had a chance, and they took advantage of it uh, yeah. three years ago. Yeah. So I, true or false, you know, we didn't, in my opinion, we didn't play well enough to win. When we, you turn it over 18 times, mm-hmm. um, a season high, I think it's actually a two-year high. We haven't turned it over that wow. much in a long time. So I think we, we had some small incisions that, uh, that ended us, ended up in us kind of bleeding out, and because of that, we didn't earn the victory. But we expected to win, which again I alluded to earlier. When you get to that place, you guys, you got something special. You talked about the commercial; it's like a commercial for your program, right? When you're on the big stage, yeah, no uh, doubt. Well, it, it is for the head coach too, 
And so, you know, in the aftermath of that game, you know, we're looking at, oh, here, let me scroll through some articles, whatever. And it's like, oh, Richie McKay, he's going to be a candidate here. He's going to be a candidate there. All these, all this interest for you. I have no doubt, and I, I'm speaking with no knowledge at all, just speculation, that you could, you, you've had opportunities, I'm sure, with the success that you've brought here. Matt already got an idea in Indiana, and I'm like, he's not going anywhere. No, I did not know. But <laughs> what, what makes this the right place for you? Right now, and for hopefully the the foreseeable future, we know things can always change. But what, like you, I'm sure you've had other opportunities. Why is this so special? Do you ask these questions of Coach Freeze? Absolutely, actually, yeah, yeah we actually, yeah, that's probably weekly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it here. I think Liberty's a. <clears throat> pushing my cough but <laughs> you're a pro. I just wanted <laughs> yeah, to do that. Um, I, I really do mean that. I, I think it's. It's like no other place I've ever worked. And having a chance to do life with the people on this campus is is not something I take for granted. I mean, there's a pursuit of excellence throughout our campus. And it doesn't matter where you look, whether it's the custodian or the maintenance workers, whether it's the dean of this school or the VP or the provost. There's just, like, I feel like a part of the body. And uh, it's really a blessing. And then having labored like we have, um, obviously not as hard as Emily has labored because of all of her yeah. personal time off. Right. Yeah. Um, but one day I'm hoping to get there. Yeah. But I do think we, we've come to a place in our program that, man, we, we really are a family. So, uh, and, the, and last but not least, having a chance to be on the Flame Central uh, yeah, podcast. I figure that was a selling point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, why would you ever? Why would you leave this? No, absolutely yeah. not. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, anytime you have success, there's going to be uh, a tension that is drawn to it. And uh, I love the direction that our university's headed. I think we have a fabulous athletic director in Ian McCall and his staff. Uh, and I mean that not just words out of my mouth. I, I, I genuinely mean that. I, I think he's a, he's a leader that is uh, – he does, he reflects and displays a humility and a genuine care for people that I I haven't seen modeled as expertly as he's done it and uh, and I've had some great leaders and not to compare them because I've had uh, there's other men that and and leaders that I'd put in that same vein but he's he's special so I yeah I, I think I'm not gonna mess with happy no. Well, now that you said you're going to retire here. Oh. Uh, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got a question I've been kind of formulating for, I don't know, it's probably like three or four days now, so bear with me through. Did you know that I was going to be on the podcast? I did. And you've been thinking about this question? I've been now? thinking about this question. All right, that's genuine professional. Why do you think I, think I send them questions? Yeah. Oh, no. that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm interested to hear what this is. No, yeah. I was, okay, so I'm listening to Doug Gottlieb the other day, and he was talking about Gonzaga, and he was talking about the 20-year build that has been taking place, basically, to get to the point where they're at now. And then you hear so many people say Liberty is the Gonzaga of the East. And so I'm thinking about, okay, this is, this is kind of my thought process. So once again, bear with me through it. When you take over the program where you did and you get to the level of success that you have now, it's gone from pretty poor to uh, a good standard as it is right now. And it, it takes, you know, it takes what, seven years has it been? Or the right in that area to get to where you're at now. So that's overall, that's not that long of an amount of time. And you're, you're winning ASUN titles. But now the next step, which I think people are expecting and Flames fans have, I don't know, have gotten accustomed to the fact that we've seen a lot of success, football, basketball, you're seeing soccer do it this year. 
how much of a grind is it now to get to that next level where you get to the Sweet 16? Because the details, you can't make that, that jump in my mind as quickly. It takes some grinding away. It takes the right mix. It takes a little bit of luck in your head. Is that true? Does it take maybe 15 years for that opportunity to get to a title game to build Liberty into the Gonzaga of the East where it's just it's so many details involved? Yeah, wow. Right. You might want to think about being the producer. <laughs> We've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, just a little advice, right? If you can make your question just a little bit yeah, shorter. Yeah, I know. I uh, went I Damien Sordolet on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember the yeah, question now. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard it said, and, uh, and I think it's really true, comparison is the thief of joy and the enemy of contentment. So I'm really trying not to compare our program or myself with the people that I see on TV or some of the people that I admire and respect in the program. Because I just want to be me. I want to live out of what God's word says about me and and measure, uh, have the barometer of success measured by the character of individual that is represented in our family. But I will say this, uh, Scott Drew, I think it took 18 years and now they're in the national championship game. Um, Gonzaga has done what every mid-major program aspires to do. And like you said, it uh, it's taken a long time. Just the fact that we've won three regular season championships and three uh, tournament championships over the last three years, uh, not many programs in the country no, it's true. have yeah. done that. And the the next step for us is winning in the tournament. That's what everyone says. And when you win in the tournament, you, again, get branded Loyola Chicago. They won in the tournament, went to the Final Four, and then the next year they went to the NIT, and that wasn't good enough. No. Well, this year they won again, and they got to the Sweet 16. That's two wins. So I, I, I'm telling you, everything, unfortunately, in men's basketball, at least at Division One, everything gets, gets uh, compared to what you've done in the NTA tournament. If there was – and this is no disrespect to football, but if there was a bowl game that we could play in and we won the bowl game – you would have ended the season a win, and you guys would have stamped us as, man, they did great. They had a great year. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's – I just think we got to be careful in how we evaluate what's happening because it's really hard to get to the tournament, and it's really hard to win in the tournament. And to expect it every year or to think, hey, that's what's going to happen, it'd be a little bit naive, although I want, I want and embrace people to hope that Liberty – wins a national championship because I wouldn't stay if I didn't think we had a chance to do something like that. Wow. That's that needs to be the tease. Okay, yeah. We'll, he edits we'll, the podcast. We'll, we'll yeah. cut that one. That was yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, mark that. Uh, I want you to take us inside a magical place we've all heard a lot about lately. It's called <laughs> the transfer portal. <laughs> How in the world do you and your staff manage, what is that? I think it's like 1,200 kids now that have gone yeah. into the portal. How do you assess, evaluate, what what do you do with that? And are you, are you dipping your toe in and, and seeing what's out there? Because I know you still have, what, a scholarship available. We do. There's sharks in the water. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Are you a fan of the transfer portal? Uh, I think it's – I think whether I'm a fan or not is irrelevant. I think it's okay. it's here, you know, yeah. and – the student athlete is empowered like never before, and I, I'm not mad at them. I, I think they they should have opportunities in a free market, just like coaches do. So, 
Uh, it would be contradictory to say, you know, let's inhibit them here or there or whatever. I, I don't think uh, they should be professional athletes, but I do think there should be they should be afforded opportunities to take advantage of their name, image, likeness, as well as uh, opportunity to freely move. So I, I, it's it's a necessary evil in this climate. The NCAA is not going to restrict them. We all know it's coming. Um, and it's here. So, I, yes, we evaluate the portal. Our assistants, Joe Pierre, Derek Johnston, uh, Brad Susie, Kevin Anderson, they're all always monitoring it. <clears throat> but given the, the culture that's created, man, we've got – we were really fortunate with Chris Parker. Right. Like, that dude sacrificed and embraced and, um, and became one of us. Uh, that doesn't always happen. So we'll be extremely selective if we went the portal direction, uh, but we're also interested in potentially adding a high school player. Now, we didn't know that we were going to get a scholarship, and we always have a contingency plan, uh, but we may or may not use that scholarship, may carry it to next year, and we've, uh, we think we're off to a decent start in 22 um, with the, the people that we're recruiting. And uh, and we try and recruit forward a little bit. So, take me into a coach's mindset though, because when you see that number of twelve hundred kids, like typically, like you're not going to have a chance to just get any one of those guys. Do you immediately go back to all right? Here's the twelve hundred. Now here's our list of people we've had connection with in the past. Is that kind of how you think? I don't know if it's how you guys do it or how it's done. Like, how can you manage that sheer number, that volume of athletes? Does it go back to, well, we recruited this kid out of high school. Yeah. Let's see if we can touch back with him. We know this kid's coat. Like, you have to kind of limit it that way because there's no way you can just dive into all 1,200, right? Are you trying to be a coach, Matt? No, I'm just curious. I mean, I feel like you have a lot of, like, I've had a lot of people having a career change. A lot of oh, people not? have been like, how yeah. do you go, how do you manage all Gosh, these Gosh, I knew that I he think... was obsessed with you, Coach McKay, but I didn't know he wanted to, like, legit be you now. I think it's like cars.com. You have the filter. <laughs> it's like, I want red Ford. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. What was the question, Matt? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. yeah I, I, think, I think it varies per program, but... Most most coaches are instantly going to look at the numbers. Okay, this kid averages points or this many points, this many rebounds. We're we have a template that we feel like is what our program is about. Yeah, and uh, so it's not just in the numbers. And then the classification, like we're not we're probably not going to take a grad transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel like because we have so much returning. Um, the more you add, the, the, the greater the propensity is that you might have future transfers. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, really, we're really selective, I, I guess that'd be. And, and I don't think there's one scenario that every transfer is different. Every personality is different. And our vetting process is extensive. So uh, really good question. Um, and that would be my answer. Appreciate that. <laughs> Well, Coach, we don't take for granted what you guys do in this program. We will continue to expect it, um, and you are just such a blessing and so fun to cover your team, and it's just great to work with you. And while if you ever leave Flames Nation, which we know you're retiring here, I would just be devastated. Matt Warner would be distraught. He has been, I mean, the anxiety in the office the last few weeks, I'm like, 
Have some confidence. We're actually going to have you take over her producer role once you retire <laughs> and, and just let you get your media career started. So, yeah, yeah. there's that to look actually, forward to. Actually, am I the first second-time guest? You are. You are, yeah. Not counting like Naz. Wait, what about like Freeze? No, he hasn't done it. Wow. He's just one time. He's a one-timer. Wow. I'm, yeah. like, now, wait a minute. Now I really feel I feel like it's like my therapist. Like, pull out your calendar. What's your next appointment? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when are you available next? Well, um, no. I'm not available <laughs> for a while now. I'm taking some personal time off and trying to get some five-day weekends. I, I heard that's kind of... She just called... We, we just call know. them two-day work weeks now, <laughs> is what we call them. Yeah. Hey, it's all about balance. Are you going to take any new hobbies, or what's your off-season? As you well know, I love to hit the tennis ball. Actually, funny, <gasps> another funny story. Have you played pickleball? Um, no, but I'm intrigued by it. Okay. I'm intrigued by it. I, we, we'll, we'll hook you up. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. I was... Uh, I was looking at the tennis schedules, and I, you know, I, I know Derek and Jeff, and uh, both of them I've hit with before. And uh, Coach Swant was, they were on the road, so I, I, I text Jeff, "Hey, would you mind hitting with me?" And uh, I know what that, what his facial expression when that text yeah. came through it had to be like, you know, the eye roll. Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but he, he agreed to do it, and like I was hitting it good. I was like, man, I love this. And then my hips started hurting oh, like no. crazy the oh, next day. No. So, yeah, We've I, had a lot of the tennis coaches, like when we talk about, you know, hey, any other coaches do what they all go, oh, you need to get, you need to do something with Richie playing tennis. Like he, <laughs> no, he can play true. some tennis. So we've had a no, multiple no, ones yeah. say, no, you got to get Richie out. No, here. that's not true. I, I, I love to hit. So that would be my hobby. That's my, my escape, if you will. It's, it's actually the only time I don't think about basketball. Hmm. Wow. Really? I mean that I'm in in a work situation obviously when I'm with my family I can that's good I'm glad you made that unplugged cleared that up yeah yeah but I I mean I think your phone just lit up from your wife we need to talk (laughs) is this live (laughs) oh you're going back to that reference yeah Yeah. you see how it all goes full circle and you're single and you're going back to that reference Uh, right. oh my gosh well coach I just said so many sweet things about you (laughs) I take all of it back Um, but I do think that you should look into pickleball this off season it is the most fun game ever I don't think your hips will hurt as much um, because it isn't as um, smaller court yeah it's a smaller court so but it still can get pretty intense for those listeners that are just listening they don't they didn't see you do the hip movement there that was really special and I wasn't (laughs) well they also don't see that your fro is going to get messed up if you just put your headset on very true I didn't mean the single comment as an indictment and I know the long the line is long and you're just waiting for being selective. God's yeah. timing. Oh, I've been praying. She's in the transfer portal. Twenty. Years. <laughs> There's a country song about thanking yeah. God for unanswered prayer. Yeah. She's in the transfer. She's portal. in the portal. <laughs> we got to check. McKay. We got to check Warner's obsession with the portal. <laughs> Coach McKay, thank you again for your time. Enjoy your off season, and thank you again for a great season. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks.